0: <laughs> i didn't want to i didn't want to click end broadcast right as you were clicking start broadcast and then have it like our show would be 30 seconds long. Yo.
1: You, you sound like somebody <laughs> a, was a serious surprise that just happened oh. yo well, welcome to uh the b people podcast episode 64 we up in here we got philip Drummond. we got ken we got myself b-boy tech what up fellas
2: where daniel Steele at get him on
1: yeah i don't he's know He's
2: hiding
0: somewhere he's hiding somewhere he's, he's spending all his flip. time he's
1: flipping for the night he's busy exactly. over there
0: yeah, he's, he's, he's getting every second that he can to just like murder me
1: you know the other thing that you got to know about d still is he's fiercely competitive yo
0: Yep. I can't don't it don't matter,
1: it don't matter, it don't matter how much he love you, he's fierce, <laughs> he's like a fierce no, competitor, no, he no like, I love you, down. but you gotta die tonight, that's that's, that's right. what his, his mind is.
0: Good, cause that's hip hop.
1: That's right, that's right.
0: Elliot, you gotta turn
2: up just a little bit more. Check, one, two, I turn up, I turn up, I show up, I turn
0: up. Yeah. Turn up a beat. Turn up the beat. Turn up the beat. So, how's everybody been managing COVID? Y'all staying healthy? Yeah, I think so. I've been walking two hours a day. You don't
1: manage COVID. COVID manages you.
0: Good point. Good point, man. <laughs> so, I'm going to be doing... um, I'm going to do a video hopefully this weekend if, if I get some time. I'm going to preview it here. Um, but this thing has been dope. So... Obviously, as we talked about before, I'm on the Akai Force now, and it's not battery-powered. So I went out and I found a battery that will work for it and give me five hours of battery time. Um, So I can just – and because I have a 500-gig SSD inside of it, I threw, like – I have 153 gigs of my sample libraries in it. And then, like, for instance, we're going to be doing the sample flip tonight for Global Beat Cypher. I threw the entire thing into my force. (laughs) So it, and that's a 23 minute sample. Um, that's like
2: 300 megs, huh?
0: It's not small because I (laughs) duplicated it to a whole (laughs) bunch of pads and my Ram went, (laughs) um, but yeah, like I threw that thing in there and I can, um, I can chop it up. I can do all kinds of crazy stuff and yeah, it's, it's absurd. Um, yeah, so so I'm gonna do a video on this. Like I've done, I've done the raw testing on it to prove exactly how long, um, like how much time you'll get out of it on average and everything. I did the legwork so that you don't have to. So I'll be doing a video on that soon. It's it's pretty. Dope. A, I like I like battery powered stuff even when it's not practical. You got it on my volts or no? What's that?
2: You got it on my volts. On the, what? My my volts. Is that the place where you can get like the push to like little power thing that Oh no, this is
0: straight off of Amazon Oh, okay Yeah, yeah, yeah How much was it uh, for the battery? Yeah, it's 89 bucks Not bad yeah. So, Kim's the only person who wants to,
1: wants to go mobile with an eighty pound drum machine. Yeah, it's
0: huge. Like it's definitely <laughs> not. Like I sent I sent Corey pictures the other day of me sitting in my car with it, and oh um, yeah. and it's not at all portable. Like I had the I had the Live before that, and I used to do the same thing with the Live, and it's not at all portable considering its size. To to be sitting in the driver's seat with with it at least, you need um, a suburban. Yeah, you yeah,
1: need, <laughs> no doubt.
0: Yeah, you, we you did need that. To sit in the back seat. With plug that it in the aux,
2: in. bro. Just like, just get Corey to drive, or or get your wife to drive, and just bang out. You know?
0: Yeah, I, I was known for for doing that with my MPC two thousand XL and a power inverter. I used yep. to plug it straight into my car and just drive yep. down the street making beats. There you uh, go. Horrible, but. uh yeah man, it, it it's dope though because it, having the the hard drive built into it lets you just like you could just throw so many you could throw yeah, it's unlimited. Your entire vinyl collection into this thing and then just take it with you, you know what I mean? So I can be sitting on the couch just tapping away annoying the hell out of my wife and that's priceless.
2: The the next step though is getting the like the like some kind of plastic or vinyl cover over, like a transparent thing that you could still play it so you could play it protected in the world.
0: Um that's uh, dope. Yeah. I, I'm definitely getting a different fader for it. Um, the, the first thing that I really want to get, um, I already I already ordered the fader uh, from DJ Tech Tools. I'm getting a, a neon green one because that's the only color I could use. That's right. um, so, uh, the other thing that I need is a matte uh, anti-glare screen protector for it because my overhead lights up here, I mean, uh, I just get absurd amount of glare from them. So, it's really annoying. Like, when I turn the lights up, it's you know, it gets pretty bright in there, but I'll turn it back down. So I got auto exposure on, so you guys probably don't notice too much. But anyway, um, yeah, that's that's the main thing about it that I need is anti glare protection because if you're gonna take the thing outside anywhere, it's like the screen is. I mean, the screen's pretty bright for what it is, but if you're out in the daylight, if you rock any kind of venues that are daylight, you know, outside, then that's not gonna be great for that.
2: Same with the push too. That's that's why I got the My Vault, uh joint the um the little like power usb to power like adapter thing
0: yeah 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 i got you
2: Um, you can't even see it like you can barely see it in daylight like if you have that shit on and it's like it's a sunny day
0: yeah yeah these these types of screens are just not like um you could make a hood like if you're really doing venues outside a lot you can make a hood but it's just yeah they're not really designed for that you know yeah so what's good with you, man? You just been grinding away. I know you were up all kinds of hours trying to get that the sample ready for the uh, Global Beat Cipher. Dude, I Yo, I
1: was, I yo was so speak of that thing, though. Yo, Elliot. Yo, you put in a lot of work on the Global Beat Cipher. Yo, I mean that's a ton of. It's like a festival every week. It it is basically bro. it's like yeah. a virtual festival every week. It's
2: yeah, crazy. It, it it is, and that that's just kind of the stupid stuff that I do that takes away from all the all the quote unquote real work that I need to do that I have kind of been uh, neglecting, including my email overflow. <laughs> no doubt. But listen, I think it's I think it's worth it, bro. I've had, I mean, even from like the first the first one or the second one there was this cat that was like yo this is my first time but i look i'm i can already tell you i'm looking forward to this every week mm-hmm. and for me it's the same thing but i'm like what is gonna what's gonna happen on this like i, I realized it was a show a week or two ago when i said it by accident and i was like because was a live stream you know it's a global beat slipper live stream but I, I was like oh this is a show isn't it and the format started to develop so we have the mm-hmm. spotlight showcase we have you guys as the you know spotlight feature and then I was like well I gotta make them flip some some of the samples like that's a requisite if you're coming on
1: mm-hmm. like,
2: you know and it's uh yeah it's an it's a tremendous amount of work and I get stuck in getting hella obsessed like oh I because I know thousands of beat makers and they're mm-hmm. all ill so I'm like oh well I gotta hit this person up and I got the link on my phone and then I spend hours upon hours messaging people on IG and you know I went back and hit up the thread I had with tall black guy, uh, you know, a little while ago I was telling him about today's future sound. He said, Oh, that's super dope. And I said, come to the beat battle. So I, I hit him up and I tried to see if I could get him uh, the sample pack just get, get hella random, not random, but he- get hella of people in here, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a tremendous amount of work, but the payback is, is tremendous. I, I can tell for me and for everyone else, how, how much fun it is and how important it is to have like a, a virtual space where we can all gather, come together across the world, listen to some dope ass music and then listen to how people flipped it so to me I- i'm not hoarding my samples anymore stuff that i would have hoarded and kept for myself in my secret little bank uh my you know like store of gigabytes of dope ass samples on the hip-hop competitive stees, i'm mm-hmm. throwing out there and i mean I, yeah dude I, I barely have time to make my flips myself last night i was up late with some cats i found on instagram you know just on on the zoom like working on my my flip but damn Listen, DSTL. Just watched his Instagram live of him flipping like three of the different samples, and it was stupid. It was really, hum- <laughs> really, really humbling, and that was that actually was crazy. So I screen recorded the last one he did, and I'm gonna post that on IGTV on the Today's Future Sound or the Philip Drummond uh, IGTV, and probably you know I'm gonna. Put I'm it just the-
0: gonna beat jacket. There you go. <laughs> There you go. Flux, <laughs> like well, when you play Jack that one, my I'm name gonna on it. I'm going to play my beat before him so that when he comes on, everybody's like, oh, oh, so you're Beat Jack and Flux? Like,
2: really? <laughs> Dude, he's, he was, he's like, yo, I extracted the drums from this, and then I took this little micro chop, and then I transformed it into, and then he starts singing on it and playing chord structures on it, and it mm-hmm. completely is like a complete flip. And then he did what this cat, Ben Desla, did two weeks ago, where he took a Spanish song. And made the, the the Spanish song say "Face of a Born Killer," and then the the it's like transmuting from another language and turning that the sounds into a different. So Daniel did yeah, yeah. that, and it was I was just like, "Oh no, this this shit is crazy."
1: That's what's up. That's what's up. That's how D gets down, yo. Um, I mean, and you know the thing is, is because D has a, a rare sort of combination of of thing
2: classical training and yes. the mind of a producer the mind of jay dilla or like yep. the mind of a sample flip cat he's he's
1: yeah he, he's a straight up beat maker sample flipper but he's he's got classical training and it. he pulls from all of that you know what i mean and he he he's not stagnant in any one dr- genre so when he comes and makes hip-hop It's like he's pulling from all of that, but not overdoing it. That's the thing, too.
2: And that's why he reminds me of my boy Chris Keys that I was telling you about, who just produced uh, Quelly Chris's last album, because he's he's trained as a jazz pianist, but he studied and fell in love with Dilla and and boom bap hip hop and sample digging. And -hmm. he knows how to flip it and not overdo it, because there's also science to not overdoing and Yeah, certainly keeping, keeping it funky and keeping it simple. But then. Daniel's doing all these, like, cause I cause I've seen how he plays keys, right? And Chris mm-hmm. Keys is like in one of the dopest piano players I've ever seen, but he makes Boom Bap sampled and he samples vinyl. And I saw Daniel doing that, and I recognize that is a rare right. It's a rare combination yep. of having the either the the innate, the classical training and the innate ability to like understand chord structure and and how to create that melody and melodic progression, the chord progression, and also take, as he says, those textures. The mm-hmm. timbers of the sample and the little like the dj premiere thing of taking the air in between yep right or the the thing of taking the 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 kind of the end of that release of the hit That and my, and my my push does this with auto chopping on the transient sometimes and and you hit it and you add a little like reverb or delay on it and then suddenly you got a dope little like tomber,
0: mm-hmm. but
2: also the melodic part but also like the rhythmic shit that yeah that's use. that's yep. a
0: technique that Like I think a lot of people use um, just to kind of fill out a track because otherwise you get this blank space. It's kind of like if you're doing Foley or something for a show, right? Like a cartoon or something where there is no background sound, right? So if you just didn't lay that bed down there, it would feel awkward. It would feel choppy. It would feel weird. So you have to lay some kind of sound noise bed below something and if you don't do that kind of stuff it, th- this is what so off air uh we were all having a conversation earlier about um um i i'm not going to name names or anything i don't want to blow anybody's spot Uh-oh. up. but we, we were having a discussion about the difference between what can be taught and what you just need to have in your soul right and, and mm-hmm. what is something that is part of a, of a proper beat maker and we were having the discussion as to whether or not you can teach this sort of thing, and it's it's one of those things where you have to tune your ears to listen to, you know, the vibe of something, and you have to have that in you to where you can say like, okay, if I lay this down, you have to be able to notice with your ears. It's it's not necessarily about musical training or anything. You have to be able to listen to does this sound correct or not, and what is it missing, and be able to identify those kinds of things. That's and a lot that, of that's the times. That's totally right air and 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 emptiness is not always actually emptiness you know what i mean it's like sometimes that emptiness is something that needs to be focused on you know the
2: negative the negative space right yeah. mm-hmm. it's 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 a decision and that's interesting we, i was talking with someone else about that it's a decision making process that also is intuitive about negative space, not overdoing, understanding swing and groove and funk and syncopation in combination with melody and harmony and just like the overall big picture of the track and those small moments. When I was talking with some homies last night on the, on the chat about um, Tall Black Guy, and was it the de La flip? Or what was the way he does the insane micro chopping and does the three, four time flip? And it's crazy like the, the, the i've heard
1: it. it i probably heard it and didn't realize what it was
2: it's it, it's it's crazy it's almost like yeah that's one of the craziest flips i've ever heard in my life one of my favorite ever and and that yeah so to me that's it, it's beautiful to see someone doing that real time like to see mm-hmm. daniel doing that real time and then to see him and then he starts fuck, dude he starts fucking singing hooks and rapping hooks he like came up with like a freddie gibbs hook for one of these like this sounds like a mad lib beat and i could hear what he's talking about and, and it was yeah man and then he starts singing hooks he starts doing sung hooks and i'm thinking doc you gotta like put that on, on your voice recorder or something because that's a fire hook like and he's he's like he was when i woke up this morning and turned on his ig live right like rolled out of bed or not even rolled out of bed was in bed and looked at, and he's singing a fucking hook he's got like a hook for his beat
1: yeah that's Real- the way you get down yeah that's like that, we're, that's we're his, on like marco polo <laughs> all day every day and that's literally what you're explaining is what we see him do like all day long like he'll have conversations with us singing it like a hook (laughs) like it'll be crazy the dude is a nut and i wanted to bring this up though just because for those you know typically if you watch the show you see d still here with us but because i respect him as an artist and always fascinated with his with his art i uh, did this new b-boy tech artist interview series and so I, i interviewed 80s baby tall black guy uh uh Rashid Hadi and I also interviewed well last night I interviewed um Favius Beck and the first one though was D still and and so if you want to kind of get into the mind of how he gets down uh check yes, out please. this this interview uh on bboytechreport.com. Uh and if you scroll down in that you know I've say a little something about it but then you can watch it there too. So yeah, definitely check it out. That's, he got a lot of gems.
2: That's fresh. And shouts to Beats by Rossi. He, he said he used to fucking bump into me on the on the corner and like hear my beat slapping. that's hella funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, y'all used to live around the corner from each other. That's wild.
2: Uh, shit, he he. Oh, in Berkeley. Well, I live on the the border of Berkeley and Oakland, so I don't know if he's talking about my new spot or or the old spot. I think he's talking about the old one. Yeah, back back on I'm back on Sacramento Street. Back in the day, that that was crazy. I was in a Wikipedia page because there had a German th- these German exchange students that would always come from the same uh, like tech university and um, and they wrote a fuck they made a fucking wiki page for you know all the other st- you know ones that would come over and they would all stay in the same house so I my, I literally shared a wall with these fools and they'd be like Elliot is a DJ and producer that puts on beat events and likes to take you to get the new ice cream. <laughs> ah!
0: <laughs> well who doesn't like to get some new ice cream come Bro, on
2: I'm, I'm i'm stupid on the on the show last time i think uh on the on the global b for last time I, I at least had two to three servings of ice cream during the like the duration of the show yeah <laughs> i already That's have
0: wonderful. a bad enough habit with with the bourbon during during podcasts. i don't uh, ice, need to be ice going cream. ice cream's be my fat problem. fat as hell in no time <laughs>
2: I've been walking two hours a day though, man. I've been like to just get that exercise and keep saying that's otherwise, good, yeah. man. Yeah, it's good. I've been I'd probably been sitting be on my that. ass
0: like seven hours it. a day.
2: No, you, sh- you should. You know do what it, I man.
1: did today? My car needed to be started, so I got in it and I drove around the block and I f- I then f- I came I back. I need to do that. And that's my the exercise that I got.
2: Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's that's a good like four and a half steps.
1: Yeah, that's right. No, 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 that's
2: probably that's probably like thirty seven steps, right? Thirty seven
1: steps at the most. At the most. I've
2: been I've been hitting fifteen thousand, twenty thousand, sometimes twenty-five thousand if I if I do a, a walk in the morning and a walk at night time. And I just and I'll just be on the phone talking to people or listening to beats or listening or watching IG live, like looking for some flips.
1: That's what's up, man. So what's what's your uh what's your machine of choice, man?
2: Oh uh, look, I, I swear by it. Oh, you I, probably and, mentioned it last time you well, on. I did, I did. But push? Ken and I, Ken and I were having a, a, a friendly disagreement. I told him, <laughs> I told him, look, the that's the conversation push,
1: with Ken in general.
2: Ableton push to mm-hmm. all day. I don't care what anyone says. The simpler is like how the Fruity Slicer was uh, in in FL Studio, but on on like steroids.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't and, listen. Listen to clarify. One. Okay. Are you talking about from last show? Yeah, well, from in our conversation about the machine. Um... Okay, well, well, just to clarify, for one, I barely remember last show. That's you guys' fault. I take zero responsibility for my own alcohol intake. Uh, okay. <laughs> right. and, and, two, <laughs> and two, again, like, to me, it all comes down to, like, if somebody comes from an FL background, Versus somebody who comes from an NPC, NPC background, yeah. they're going to be coming at things from very polar opposite directions. Um, but what's cool is that now the software is kind of like meeting everyone in the middle. So That's like right. now everything is kind of like, okay, this is the best of this school of thought. This is the best of this school of thought. And you're having all these hardware controllers and everything. Um, hardware controllers and standalone units are starting to... Grab from both angles, and now you're getting this this mishmash of both. Um, I was having a conversation with uh, Upright today. Um, we have a Marco Polo group that's just dedicated to to force users, and um, you know we share tips and talk about stuff on there. Mm-hmm. He's a big push user as well, um, he is. and. And I was telling him like, so I got I got mine right here. Like so, I'm sitting here and we're we're discussing. It's a beautiful piece, man. It is the the hardware of this is easily the best. Um, Germans design hardware controller. It's, a, it's probably the cast
2: that lived next door to me. They they were at the I the. Well, I know who designed
0: this. This is Jesse Terry. So. Right, that's
2: who you were saying last yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And so he,
0: he was involved in the Push One as well. Uh, a bit, but not not. I don't, I don't I don't know how involved he was on that one but this one is this is like all Jesse right here
2: this, you can this you is can tell you house. can tell that there were NPC users who helped design it
0: um yeah and, and 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 Jesse is um Jesse's a very active uh Muso, so he, he's definitely like he gets down you said I mean, muso. He, he that's the Australian beats. English term um yeah he, he gets it de- well you know living on the internet you know yeah. all of our slangs get mixed together now no but you know? fa- Hey, that, that's Which that's is real. Hey,
2: tell tell Jesse if you can, tell him to jump on the cipher or jump in the Zoom, or or get on I'll, the live. Uh, yeah, tonight. I'll let him
0: know. He's 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 in in Germany, so his his. It's time gonna be three or four a.m. I know. Goofy for that, know. you know, um because what ten o'clock Pacific time is like. Four oh Pacific. No, like no. It's like four or five a.m. for them. No, it's, it, them. It, it's yeah, it's, it's ten o'clock Eastern that's time, seven p.s.t. But that's like, like three late. A-
2: it's three. Yeah, it's three a.m. Uh, in in Germany or 4 so. Yeah.
0: Anyway, but what what I was saying though is that um, so like we were having a conversation because you know upright comes from the push side of things and mm-hmm. more more than anything, and I'm coming from NPC slash machine side of things, and I was talking to him about how like uh, the force is kind of like machine. It, it, it's kind of like uh, Ableton Live training wheels. Because it's like <laughs> f- for MPC users, because it really it, it's like yeah. it, it gives you a taste of the um, of the Ableton workflow, which is also partially a taste of machine workflow as well, like right, the way the that scenes and work and everything. Yeah. Um, and it's like, but it's it's simplified down, and you still have structure and sampling the way that the MPC is done. So it's it's kind of like training wheels for that, so that because. Let's face it, Ableton is very jarring compared, you know, graphically speaking, and the way that everything is laid yeah. out, the way it's so polar different it from It looks like a 90s tracker. Is.
2: The, 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 the GUI on, on Ableton, I hated it coming from FL Studio, you know, like, the, it's just, it, it's not visually pleasing, and it looks simple and weird, and it's non-linear in, in clip mode. So you're like, what the fuck do I do with this? Like, I didn't even know how to like, <laughs> you know? Like yeah. FL Studio, you're like, oh, there it is. It's a step sequencer, it's like an 808 or it's like, and you know, I mean, it, it took me this literally two years to figure out what the 16th notes were and where the one, two and three and four were like when I first started out on mm-hmm. FL Studio. But it's still, it's like, it's visually, it makes enough sense and it's visually intuitive enough versus Ableton, you're like, what the hell am I supposed to do with this? Unless you figure out how to click, you know, clip, click in the in the clip or whatever.
0: Yeah, that's like um, that whole that whole method of of clip sequencing and all that stuff. It's it's interesting because machine kind of jacked it from Ableton but simplified it, you know.
2: And the scale mode too, right? Like the uh, yeah, yeah, because I because that was something where machine had to keep up with the push with the scale mode and then the and also probably the clip launching, right?
0: Yeah but but the the thing where Machine kind of wins for me is just the speed of of sampling, chopping, and sketching ideas. How Whereas, how is
2: that because you because I drop the sample pack or I drop you know an MP3 in my Simpler and boom I got it right away. It's like Fruity Slicer in that well, way. Well so,
0: yeah yeah it's it, it's things like um, normalize and and a lot of the editing functionality is just very quick and hands on with, with. what machines. about the
2: nudge feature? Because I'm you have the, the without touching the computer I can do the start endpoint and the yeah, nudge you can do all for every that. chop. You, yeah, that's yeah.
0: all, that's, you, you literally, with, with machine, you don't have to touch the computer at all, period, Um, and, which is, which is great, however, all this being said, I've kind of stopped, like, you know, and I used to teach classes on machine, I kind of stopped using it, because I feel like they have really lost their mind and, and way, like, they're, the way that they're developing it now feels very designed by committee. And it feels very sloppy. Like, it, what do you it think, do you think they'd have thing, to do,
1: Ken, to, to get back on track? What's that? What do you think they'd have to do to get back on track?
0: Oh, God, they got to scrap a bunch of stuff and start over. <laughs> um, I, and I'm not even kidding. Like, I can't stand the way that they developed the audio tracks in it. Like, that, it, it could have just been. A Very straightforward thing and they convoluted it and and the the whole ideas view and all that stuff like I just wasn't on board with any of that stuff It's there's so many fundamental things that still need to be fixed And they had said they were gonna fix so many times that I've become disillusioned about like the fact that you can't Record aftertouch at all like no aftertouch you've got VSTs and stuff that you can load it no aftertouch and it's like this this is stuff that they said Back in 1.8 days, they were like, oh, yeah, well, this is what we're developing 2.0 for because we have to change the engine in order to do that and blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, you know, if for those of you who don't remember, like there was a big uh, mass exodus of like developers and stuff back then. And oh, then it happened right. again recently, like recently they Whoopsies. laid off a whole bunch of guys, like a whole team. And, you know, and then they they've released like um Apology letters saying, hey, we got off track and, and all. And then they released an apology letter like a while ago. Um, was um, they they released an apology letter and then they said they were getting back on track. And then they had to release another apology letter like a year oh, or two no. later. Like, we saying we're, still,
1: we're still not on track. Is that basically what it is? And we're sorry.
0: <laughs> and like, for instance, Joe says he likes Ideas View and the Audio Looper. And to me, I look at it like so the audio tracks versus the looping versus the idea view to me it all just feels like it's not all always part of the same product and a lot of the loopings like sync sampling is great sync sampling on machine is fantastic and i like it more than just about any other workflow aside from just being able to record directly into clips like you can't wait sync sampling is that like warping in ableton No, sync sampling is, um, you can basically start your sampling and end your sampling within the loop, right? So, it it automatically, so if you're playing something out here, and Mm -hmm. I hit sync sampling start, and then I'm messing around out here, it will make a perfect loop of it, right? Uh, Which is essentially what clip, you know, doing clips is in, in Ableton, you know, it's... Which it's much faster in Ableton and much faster in um, Force to do that kind of stuff now.
2: Dude, the, str- the 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 warping feature is insane in Ableton because I had a one of the samples from the sample pack uh, last week or the week before, and it was like a probably like an eight bar loop um, that shouldn't have like locked in, but it did on, on top of the other stuff I've done, and and I'm and I'm like and it's coming from the Simpler or whatever, and I'm like damn, this is locked in already. This is kind of crazy, and that's exactly what I wanted. So to me, that's dope, and to me the Look, I hated Ableton until the Push. When Decap showed me the Push, he's like, "Yo, you got to check this out." I pre-ordered this. Then I, and he's like, "You got to use this with the kids. Like when you're teaching kids, it, it transforms Ableton from like a pretty steep learning curve to an extremely fast because it has the step sequencer that Fruity Loops has, right? And the step sequencer you can bang out your drums super quick, get sixteenth notes, and you can get a, a really good drum programming going on. And then with that the ability to what you're talking about, editing samples, especially with the Push 2 with the high-res screen, you can then adjust your chop. You know, you can do um, pad pad chopping where the sample plays. You, you you trigger it on the one, and then you can hit the slices right away, and then you can move those slices with the nudge feature. To me, that's really fast. Now, I I only gave Machine like, like a one-day preview on the Mark two and then I said, you know, fuck this, I'm I'm over because <laughs> it. it, it's, it's so fast on the Push. Like, I can literally program a drum beat in four seconds. I slide my finger down, you know, in 16th note, I slide my finger down the first column. I got my kicks on the ones and the threes. I slide my finger down the fifth column. I got my snares on the twos and the fours. I take two fingers and do eighth note hi-hats. Shoop, shoop, shoop. I mean, and I've done this literally hundreds, if not thousands of times, like demoing, you know, teaching kids and doing a here's how you make beats thing, right? Then I flip over into my, you know, the the, the melodic, you know, harmonic instrument. I hit a you know a try like a, a was it a, a a three three key chord, you know, a, a tri chord or whatever and then boom, boom, boom. and then it's it's just shapes on there. I'm, and you can technically do that with the machine now, but like having the way it's set up with 64 pads, it gives you a lot more options melodically harmonically to play those chords unless you're using like the chord feature or some auto chord feature right on the machine. That's my argument. I'm not a machine user, but I just know like I, I went from swearing by FL studio. And the fruity slicer, and th- all that. To and I said su- I still use FL Studio, but to Ableton Push, that transformed Ableton for me. I hated Ableton until then. Didn't understand it. Didn't. And want that it was right. the that was
1: the target, though. If you think about it, right? Like the the idea behind Push. I'm sure the target was like to bring people into Ableton with a tactile workflow. Um, and if I remember, I think I heard. Uh, so people who were initially there developing the thing uh, say that there were some other people that ended up benefited from it, <laughs> from a, a company perspective or whatever. That didn't necessarily believe in the push or didn't necessarily think it would sell much. And nowadays, you, you know what I mean? You kind of think of it as like you think push first,
0: almost. Yeah. You know what it's I mean? Industry standard. Yeah, yeah. That's a- but that's that's where we get to that whole like you know the the hardware versus software debate kind of falls away and it just becomes like, okay, well, what's the best way to interact with your music? And mm-hmm. for many of us, I, I do know people who legit have had hands on with push and machine and everything else. And they still like, they don't even use MIDI keyboards. They, like They like to just click into a piano roll and stuff like I that. I used to I do know that people too. people like that. Yeah. So, and, and
2: you can be hella fast like that, especially yeah, in That's FLC, like the, the furthest sequencing. thing from
0: my life. Like I'm like, I so don't, enjoy that but I think what a lot of the companies have realized and and the the processing ability in an affordable way is also a a major factor in that is that now people are able to interact with their software in a way that feels like hardware and that's you know that's beautiful so for me it's 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 a massive um massive change and it really started with with machine like and then you know and even when you talk about units that were hardware that were looking the opposite direction. Like, Beat Thang was hardware, but, you know, it could work with the software. So,
2: real quick, just jump in here. So, my buddy helped design the Beat Thang. And I guess yeah, I'm, he,
0: I'm friends with those guys, too. Yeah. Do you, so, do you know um, Asterix? Mm-hmm. I, and I know Lazarus, and yeah. Yeah, so,
2: and I think the Beat Thang catches a lot of hate. It's pretty dope for what it is. It's.
0: I stand by the fact that it's
1: groundbreaking. I feel, like, I is, feel so. like Beat Thang caught hate because of some of they're the shenanigans, more, and, yeah, they're, they're you know what I mean? It wasn't, RZA, I really not think-
2: Rizzo was part of the promo thing
1: for the beat thing? Yeah, real, but that was I felt like it was more towards the end. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yo, how, a lot of
0: people don't realize how dope Beat Thang was, it's like so dope. And, and the ground that it broke, and how much they also is it? don't 500? realize the fact that it was independently built. Like yeah. th- this I supported is not a big them though, I did, did
1: support this. them because I thought there was a really dope movement for those three guys to get together and do this thing, and, and it's still unprecedented, and I think what a lot of uh, companies out there don't say and will never admit to is that it was kind of uh, the the um, the prototype, so to speak, for some of the machines that we use now. Yeah, you they know were what I forward mean. Forward
0: thinking in a lot in a lot of other ways too. They had other things that they they unfortunately never got to release. And the that kits were dope. Extremely in it. forward thinking, even for today. Like, the kits um, the, kit,
2: the the kits in it were dope too. No. mm mm-hmm. uh,
1: They did a lot of sound design that was really dope
0: so it's just this um, is
1: here's here's what i think what a lot of people thought it was ugly and the marketing was trash like that doesn't doesn't take away from trash because i truly support what they did i do truly support what they did but if i had to think of in a in a a, a, almost a postpartum project fashion so you can look at uh you post-mortem, excuse me, post-mortem sort of project management fashion, I would have to look at it and be like, yeah, the marketing and, or, you know, this thing or that thing. But ultimately I think it, it had its dope things about it. And you know what? I never owned one until Joe put one in my head. I was like, yo, it's solid. solid, And
0: the thing is, is that it was, um, it, it was one of those things where, like, there's a lot of good things to learn from that project and negative things to learn from that project, like both mm-hmm. sides. Because, again, you're talking about an independent crew who was able to basically do what Akai wasn't able to do at the time,
1: you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, and they did, it, they did it with one two.
0: programmer. Was it battery-powered? Yes. Yeah, it was battery power. had a LiPo battery in it. You could take it. You could play keys on it. You could, mm-hmm. man, it, it could do so much. But it had like, two USB
1: and a before anything like, else did.
0: Did it, did it, and it had scale mode? Uh, I don't recall if it had scale mode. I'll let Joe answer that. Joe, Joe literally has, I think, number he zero off the line.
1: Yeah, he still has. Like, he
0: has, like, St. Joe's got literally the very first one that was produced. So I want to know how much did it? It was the
2: price point like five hundred, and how much does it go for now? Oh no,
0: it was more than that when it first dropped. It was like a thousand, I think.
2: Okay. Wait,
0: um, towards, and then it dro- it, it eventually dropped down to like six ninety nine, yeah. I think.
2: Towards the end, you could probably you could get it for like maybe five hundred or three fifty at like Walmart or something like that. Right? Well, they,
0: no, they had they had a deal oh, with um, they had a deal with Best Buy. Yeah. I, I, look, yeah, which boy, is which is also another groundbreaking thing. They. The fact that they were able to get a beat machine, a proper beat machine, into into in in, Best yeah, Buy,
2: yeah. that's huge. That is huge. That's groundbreaking. And, and my boy uh, Jay Kripnip, uh, who works for Rolling now, yeah, is I know Jay. Jay Jay's Jay's my Jay's that's, that's my dude. Um, yeah, I, he's he was looking for one. Like it was probably about a year ago. But I mean, you well, you you know Jay. Like he's he just wants every fucking beat machine ever. But. Jay's
0: Jay's like us, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh but, yeah, it, it no. um. That that thing was I it it can get all the hate it wants but you know what the people who don't recognize what it did you know Hey send
2: it on over to me bro I'll take it just send those, it over Those things we are the yeah kids. those
0: things were groundbreaking and like I said their team meant like their mentality was extremely forward thinking I saw prototypes that they had that were doing things that today gear isn't doing so you know like they they were on the right track. They they just had a lot of you know behind the scenes issues, and you know that's that's what happens. Did it? I agree. It I agree that there were things that I didn't like that kind of stemmed from from their culture Ooh. and mentality. Like like I wasn't about like the the slang stuff on it. <laughs> I, I don't like that, um, and I didn't like the the blinging it out thing. But it does um,
2: look pretty cool though. But man. at the same
0: time, the blinging it out thing, like I'm not mad at because I'm also like you know what? Um, for one. That's like style flip and all that stuff. That's you know, look at people's SP four hundred fours and tell me that you're not blinging those out.
2: It looks like an ASR. You're doing X. the same
0: thing, except it, look, it was a different style back then.
2: It looks like an ASR to me. The pads.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was like an ASR layout, and if you look on the side, uh, it had pitch and mod wheel on the side, or maybe it was, mm-hmm. just, was it just one wheel? I can't remember. So but anyway. Joystick controller. <laughs> yeah. It had like a. It had like a, a wheel on the side, so you could actually play keys. On on the little pads like that, and is super compact for what it That's is. That's airplane beats right there, bro. That's yeah. making it on the train. It is,
1: It certainly. As a matter is. of fact,
0: my buddy that has one. My buddy Rod had one, and at the time he was he had a long commute on the train every day to work. Right, he, he would bring his beat thing to work every day and forget your SP four hundred four,
2: man. Use this shit.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep.
2: It I wonder was, how people uh, modded this. How do you think people modded this? Like the like folks like you. What's that? How do you think people modified this? Like, I wonder what kind of crazy mods people did on this as well. Well, there
0: was originally going to be, like, uh, uh, they literally called it blinging it out. And it it had, like, different front panels that you could get. Like, you see how the, there's one. blue LED cuts in there? Yeah, yeah. Like, you could get it chromed out and, you know, different things like that. That's hey,
2: that's it's cheesy and it's cool. I'm not gonna front.
0: uh, Exactly, it's like you know, if that's what you want, that's what you want. And a lot, but a lot of people nowadays kind of like bang on them about it. And I'm like, yeah, but you know what? Nobody had done that before, and people were modifying their gear all the time anyway. Rich says he thinks it's overpriced, and it's like really, MPC one thousand was around the same price and couldn't run off of a battery, and you know, didn't have. You know, all that, like, the ability to... What are they going for now? All is all the things that it was doing at the time. Now, granted, MPC's more fleshed out with the JJOS and, and all that stuff, uh, sequencing-wise. That shit's
2: tight, dude. Yeah, yeah like, dope.
0: dude, XLR input with, with a preamp on it?
2: XL like, with, with a preamp. Yeah. That's, that's fire. That's because think about like a lot of stuff today. You don't have the microphone input on it, and if you're dealing with the issues we're dealing with on Global Beat Cipher, where you want to run into your interface to still be able to talk without, you only have two two inputs. Where you're gonna Dual put your mic SD if card stereo? inputs
0: on it, man? You know, like, I mean, there there was so much forward forward thinking on it. it. It's it's a shame that you know they didn't have the business didn't go over well, uh, because really, if it had. And, and there
1: was- here's, here's what I, I can say I remember about it the most, which is unfortunate, because once I kind of stepped back and saw like there are some good like on paper, it read. Well, I had I've never bought one. But what I remember about it the most around that time I was frequenting the MPC forums and I don't know which one of the guys it was, but somebody from the, the company would get on there and get into huge arguments oh, with no. every single yeah. body. <laughs> Yep. And and it was such a turnoff. It, it, it was it was t- it was tough for me to see the machine. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it was, it, it, and
0: that's really what that. And I
1: think that's the thing that I was speaking of when I say there was a, some downfalls, despite the, the 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 valor in their effort. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the um the major issues was the fact that, you know, one, they announced it really early and they kinda had to in order to get like pre-sale. Funding and, and stuff, yeah. But um it was it was announced early. It was an independent company, so development time was long. Um, you know, because they had one developer developing it, you know, doing the code. Um and it, you know, and then they had this this Angry street mentality to to kind of get it out there, oh, which no. which was understandable, but it went too far. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they got they got wrapped. <laughs>
1: bad PR. Bad PR. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yeah. they was they was and I used to be like, "What is up with them?" And hey, yo, then when, you, when, I, is dope. <laughs> when I finally got a chance to um, interview uh, one of the guys on Big Boy Tech Report, Revis and and I was I, I had newfound respect. And, and, I, and i mean it kind of changed my mind quite a bit and i i gave support after that but at that point the the steam had already been let out of the balloon for the product at that point you know what i mean it was kind of you know maybe if they could have re up and, and stayed together long enough to put out uh a, a v2 or another product and move forward it probably would have been very promising but i think that they they did some damage and i don't even think it was revis really i can't remember who it was who's coming to mpc forums but Yo, it was just.
0: Revis was always level headed. Revis yeah, he was, was mad cool. He
1: was the level like, head dude of the group, but it feels like somebody, either the other guys or one of the other guys, they used to get on the phone wilding, and it was like unprecedented wilding. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean?
0: yeah. Revis, like, and, and we we actually linked up with Revis's past names so he's, it was he's good still to see in the business too. and he's still doing his thing. Um, so with Icon. You know, yeah, yeah, with Icon. Icon Audio, so, um, but yeah, I mean, it, to me, like, I look at that product, and I'm just like, man, that thing was so groundbreaking, at that time, there was nothing even close to to being as ambitious as what they were doing, because, like, they, they knew what could be done, but companies just weren't doing it, like, they didn't have the foresight to do it, and they were doing what Akai should have been doing, It was really. an MPC Live before the MPC Live.
1: Yeah, that's exactly yeah, right.
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yep. you know? So,
2: you know, that that thing... Um, how were the pads, as, as a finger drummer, or, you know, f- from a from a pad perspective? how the pads feel?
0: I didn't ever do deep finger drumming on it. Um, I'll let... Joe's in the chat. Like, he can kind of answer it that more. Um, but as far as sensitivity on that thing, um, I didn't ever ha- happen to have enough time to really get deep into it. I developed one of the... Um, like a sound bank for it, but... It was dropping when they were pulling out. So
2: <laughs> what did they, what did they name your sound bank? I bet I bet they oh, were I really named it. bad. No no, 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 it was my own. Okay, they, okay, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah, saying. Yeah. Probably it was sound a varia- banks would be bad. It was a
0: variation of the dystopia um, uh, pack that I did for Machine. So, but um, yeah, I mean, I don't know that that kind of stuff. But again, that all gets back to like you know hardware and software and like um, Shazam keeps mentioning um, MV8000 and MV8. 8800 in the chat and and that's another one where it's like it, it was hardware but it had Fire. the screen output and mouse Fire. so that you could you know work it like software also slept and that thing was super dope
1: yeah yeah that was something I Joe was says really the pads were super sensitive
0: too. okay so that's good
1: the pads on what
2: on the beat thing okay that's tight so you could so you could still finger drum on it
0: uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I, yeah. I
2: just put everything on full level because I suck, but, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, uh, I just, uh, you know,
0: but what, whatever, man. I've been, um, no, like, I'll tell you what, the only gripe that I'm having with finger drumming on the, um, on the force so far has been, uh, that depending on what I'm doing, uh, I, I finger drum oh, in a different way than a lot of people do. A lot of people use just their fingertips, but I use, um, the side of my thumb, um. So oh. I can accidentally trigger uh, the wrong um, track because the tracks are along the bottom here. So it, if my thumb hits it, move the mic out of the way. Um, if my thumb hits down at the bottom, um, I could accidentally trigger a track
2: um, So that's a reason why the push so, is cool, yeah?
0: Uh, yeah Yeah, push is brilliantly laid out. I, I like push, but push doesn't have a touchscreen. that would be nice.
2: It will. Part three will.
0: Um, no comments. That'd be dope. I'm not gonna comment on anything about that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna say it for you. It will. You know, you
1: know, Cam. When you say stuff like that, no, it's everybody actually says a comment. That, and I'm
0: like, no, I'm just not commenting. Like, you can't take what I'm saying and insinuate anything. I'm just saying. <laughs> what do I know? I don't know anything. I've never seen a prototype of anything. Quack. <laughs> 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 um i'll tell you what i what i do want to see uh as far as like sequencers and and uh drum machines and dolls and all that kind of stuff you got things like the the Polyend tracker um mm-hmm. which you know is, is pretty cool and small you got things like uh 1010 bit box uh oh that's just black dope. box
2: I've seen, I've seen there's a dude that always messes with that on instagram that follow that's if
0: that's what I'm thinking it is. One thing that I really want to see is stuff like this. Like, I want to see somebody making um, gear where I can, like, plug it in. Um, and what I mean by plug it in, like, so, for instance, this is really great compact. You can just throw it in your bag, whatever. You can power it from a USB uh, battery pack, right, and be good to go. So, USB battery pack. um, USB it, it does USB hosting so that you can then send it to like a keyboard whatever it'd be really awesome to have like something like this or tracker or whatever it is and just be able to like dock them into something you know what I mean like dock it into something like this and be good to go and be able to take like the CPU with you you know what I mean so that that's, I have that's like your a, next product like a studio you version. Just gave to everybody what's that
1: that's your product idea you just gave to everybody. Oops. Nah,
0: man, I wouldn't develop that. It's gonna take years. <laughs> what about yeah, the? i uh, uh...
1: Which one from Electron?
0: The uh, so, oh,
2: damn, track. Maybe there was. Someone was showing me it last night. What's um, that? They were saying that, like, uh, in combination with the 404, it, it helps you to arrange stuff because there's no sequencing on the 404 or whatever, right? And it was. Oh, it's probably the digitech. It was the Digitakt. That's what it was.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying though. Like it's, still says it's called an iPad. Ah,
2: um, it's called an iPad.
0: Yeah, if Apple ever stopped changing their connectors all the time and just used, you know, well, I guess now they got USB C, so that's pretty standardized. Yeah, you, you this, is,
2: this is a dope sequencer. That's
0: what that's what he was saying. He Not had to a, be slept on in he did, he any said kind that of with way. With the
2: 404, he said, "I I got this, I partner with the 404 to help me arrange stuff and um and sequence stuff."
0: I'd like to yep. see how, how that all works together um, as far as, like, how how the workflow is as far as doing that. Like, can you record hitting the pads into the DigiTac like that so that it's it's smooth and, and the workflow is nice? Because my... Like, I have... um What is it called? The Rhythm MK2? And that thing, like... Me and that thing fight like cats and dogs. Um, I'm not a fan of, like, Electron's UI. Like... The way that um, they house menus and features inside their UI just makes me, like, want to throw something. Um,
2: Is that after the
0: whiskey or before? Oh, that, before, after, during, for him, I've seen
1: I'll <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> burn <laughs> the house down.
0: Um, it, it's, man, I don't know. I, I'll put it to you this way, right? So, and I don't condone this, children, but... One day I got really frustrated and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna smoke out. And I, I I smoked out while while messing with the rhythm. Just to put my mind in a completely different mind state with it. And that was the that was when things started clicking a whole lot better. And I was just like, this thing works like somebody designed it while they were high <laughs>
2: like,
0: uh-huh. like this menu's over here and it does this this menu's over here and it does almost the same damn thing but it's way over here <laughs> like it's just like somebody who's like high in a, in a in a candy factory and they're just walking oh this this this, this. <laughs> it's like all over the place man um so yeah, this looks like
1: a dope combo. But
0: the, combo. but the power is so intense on the electron gear, like what you can actually do with them is so powerful, it makes you put up with the, with the annoyance.
2: Shouts to um to at works, uh, it's at uh, underscore w r k s on Instagram. He is the one who showed me that, and he and Daniel uh, connected on the we were on the Zoom thing together, sound checking for the Global Beat Cipher. And he and Daniel started vibing. They're like, oh, man, I can tell you're going to be my my homie or whatever. <laughs> and then Daniel played us some shit. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. No, the, this yeah, – yep. yeah, he, he – yeah, and, and it's funny because after that, because I'm you know, i working on the push on my flip, and he's like, no, nah, I'm just doing it. I'm making beats some chopping samples on my 404. But he said, after listening to Daniel's stuff and seeing what you guys are doing, I'm going to have to jump back on the push for my flip to, to work on my stuff. But – I got the you know the, the was it the electron is that what it is digitac mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah I, I had that partnered with I got that to partner with the 404 but I'm gonna have to jump back on Ableton in order to have more you know kind of complex functionality and and make the beat a little more complex.
1: So yeah, you know the interesting thing about that though, I mean, what I love about beat making and musicianship and, in general is the fact that we we'll all we all can have the same stuff or even slightly different stuff and approach everything totally different. Straight up.
2: Use and I love that,
1: yeah. the diversity in that, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and and I can appreciate all of it, whether it's, you know, more grungy and raw or whether it's like more composed and polished. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well,
2: that, that's the thing. My stuff, even though my stuff is dirty and grungy, like after I saw um, Stolen Drums flips from the last Beat Cypher from this past last Saturday, and and I thought about what he was doing, or I tried to think about what he was doing and analyze it with some homies and like really like a lot of filtering. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was talking with my boys about it. Shout out Bandesla and Landos because we were we were breaking it down. And I said, you know, his his stuff is deceivingly simple, whereas it's very complex in terms of his process and the way he's filtering and flipping and micro chopping. And so I did a, I, I, I deviated from what I normally do and and try and like flipped stuff very differently and filtered stuff differently. And I and the other thing is I I have a hard time adding more than the the typical snare drum on the 2 and the 4 And his mm-hmm. drum programming. He he used the same drums for the three variations of the samples that he he put over. So it's essentially three beats but it was it was one, right? Mm-hmm. But he had the like do 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 ka do ka Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I never do that. And I thought, okay, it's time to change it up.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I did of course I didn't do that I, I focused on the, the filtering board. <laughs> but I was like maybe I need to add that in because it's only it's only one in 20 beats or 50 beats or whatever that I'll add another snare drum on the end of the t- two or the end of the four how about that, that, that like and he's just doing it freely and I wouldn't think to mm-hmm. do that I, I'm kind of stuck in my box of like you know stri- traditional boom bap or you know the little maybe trap hi-hats or whatever but repeating the snare like like that's and you could hear and it made sense in terms of the groove so that was interesting and so of course i didn't add those those extra snares on there but i did do the filtering i was influenced by his filtering of the, the flips he did for the global beat cypher last week and that's beautiful and then seeing daniel extract the drums and take little micro samples and then start you know not obsessing with the sample but taking parts that he heard and textures mm-hmm. that he heard and transforming and building the melody and the harmony off of that was crazy i thought oh man I've been doing
1: it all wrong yeah yeah it's see that happening. and that's when to me that's like the art of sampling when you get down in it like that you, you know what i mean um for me too though using the mpc has always pushed my mind in that direction <laughs> you know what i mean it's just the, because the, of the, the transience and, and the tails. Yeah, yeah yeah because of the way you work with the the programs and the 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 uh with those 16 pads and you work with the programs and being able to micro chop and even duplicate the programs and but, fill well, them differently and layer <laughs> you so know let's,
2: let's let me i, ju- I just want to get your definition on this because uh shout out micro chop and shout out gino Sorcerelli. but we i i, I pose the question what what is micro chopping is, is that does it have to be a, an eighth note does it have to be a sixteenth note? when when is it micro chopping versus
0: I package. think it depends don't, on the
1: sample for me. Yeah, I think it depends on the sample because here's the thing. I think when I think micro chopping I'm thinking eighth notes. not necessarily the the notes though the bits of like the actual notes. I'm thinking Bits and pieces that don't necessarily equal like what you would typically sample True. or something that's, that's recognizable. It's not on the one. You know what I mean? I yeah, it's not on the it one. It's fours, not necessarily grabbing do. a thing out of like, it. I, it's about grabbing these little bitty pieces, these granular pieces, and it, and they could be bigger or smaller depending on what it is. But it may not be the actual instruments out of it. You know what I mean? But it could be. But it may, well, not, one be, of the may not be may not be complete phrases of the actual instrument. You know what I mean?
0: Well, one of the things about that is like, so if somebody says micro chopping to me and it's an eighth or a sixteenth, I'm like, no, because to me that's just chopping. Like that's the whole point of chopping. <laughs> Damn. Like Damn. so, like micro chopping to me, more often than not is um, so. Let's just for instance take like a vocal sample, right? If there's a vocal sample, I'm taking just syllables or i'm taking like just half syllables and that sort of thing um it's not actual like it's not a whole word i'm not chopping out a word mm-hmm. i'm not chopping out like a, a phrase i'm chopping out parts of a syllable you know who was that's uh, it that's uh, kind of the, what i was one of trying the first to get to I really remember that that blew my mind with the way he does micro chopping is um profuse 73 if you listen to, to the Ooh. way that he would chop vocal syllables. Um, he was, he was doing things with the way he was flipping, um, syllables, right? And just rearranging just the syllables of of vocal pieces. And that stuff was really intricate and interesting, but like a a simple, like, oh, where am I at? Let me go to like a, um, so. And
2: Fortet too, no? Fortet was doing crazy stuff. Ooh, that's the sample.
0: Yep. That's, that's Gagouche. Like that. Can you hear that? Yes. Yes. Uh, so that's like, to me, that's just a regular chop.
2: Ew.
0: Right? And, and even if you play it quicker. What if you put
2: the repeat on 16th or 32nd? Does it become What's a that? micro chop? If you put the repeat feature on, and it at, at a 16th note repeater or, or 32nd note, does your quarter note chop then become a, a micro sample? A micro well, see, chop? That's,
0: that's the thing to me. Is it, it's, it's, it's not even so much about like the the divisional aspects of it it's more about like taking things that are off of portions yeah like taking taking things that are off of like you know what sounds like a musical whole note or something or i think i think
1: i think think, kim what you were saying about the phrase word syllable i think if you transform that to a sample and you have a longer thing that's a phrase uh, maybe instruments that you could grab, or a couple notes that you could dra- grab, or divisions of the grid that you can grab, maybe your words. But when you get deeper than that, you're talking about syllables, mm. and you know what I mean? Yeah, like, well, Steel, in, anyway. in, his,
0: in his comment, Steele's nailing exactly what I'm saying. Like, it's not about Timing of it, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. it's not about chopping to a grid, it's about chopping less than that, it's about chopping to tone, really. Like, just these chop the tail, and in a way, like, um, so in synthesis, you have granular synthesis. I kind of look look at it extremely similar to that, like, you're just getting like small tones, you know, and then and then playing with those pieces. So to me, like, a micro chop is just not it's not something that i'm putting to a grid like that it's something that i'm more like just
2: so wasn't dilla doing that with his was it a 3000 right like uh like back in the late 90s
1: mm-hmm. I, mean, I that, think was, so.
2: that was a precedent i mean i don't know if we can like marley mall was chopping the drums first i don't know how much you know did he do micro chopping or was that that's a, a like a generation or two after
0: yeah, I think I think that's I think it's a little bit later on after that. Um, yeah. because really you could talk about Premier. Porn, Premier porn was micro
2: chopping, like right? That, like he would he would take those weird ambient noises who like you know, like
0: right? Who are you talking about? DJ Freeball. Premier. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, well I, I would kinda argue, yeah, like Premier had definitely did did some things like that because he's he he was really the master at taking things from, from different places and
2: kind of the ambient noises, bro. I was putting my home girl up on game last night. And I played her. the what's the NAS track? NAS is like with the fucking birds yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. The fucking birds in the, the, mm. and, and the and and the. Very careful, noise. you're
0: gonna get Steel really upset if you start talking about any Nas tracks and any beats.
2: Uh, it's okay, Steel.
1: still it's <laughs> only hearing words typed. <laughs>
0: Steel's about to micro chop this conversation. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, so so ghetto. Which which, by the way, he better play tonight. I think that's one of his top five beats ever. So ghetto, like, is that micro chopping, or is that just chopping transients, and that's what it is? Like the obvious.
0: To, yeah, to me it, it 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 just comes down to uh, it's it's not so much just chopping transients and, and doing it in that way. To me, it it is more like um, boom. You know, it, it it's just that it's just that element of tonal tonal chopping in a way. You know? And boom
2: and, with the clock noise. I mean, and it, that's and I'll
0: be honest with you, I don't even like. I don't think about any of this stuff when I when I'm making beats. Like, no, it just
2: works.
0: Yeah, like to me, it, this is all this is all that stuff where we get back to like, oh, can you teach it or can, or do you hear it? Like, so you're in a flow part.
2: state permanently, like like Daniel Steele. Like I'm not because yeah, I overthink. You just
0: gotta like. To me, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't,
2: to... I just do what it needs. So, <laughs> so I'm I, mean? in between, bro. Like I can't like. Sometimes I'm flow state, but sometimes I'm intentionally thinking about it. And that's even to deviate from, from what I would normally do, because I was telling Fresh Kills this. I told, because Kills and I talk about like the chop pattern and I always do the like A, 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 B pattern or the like, y- you know what I mean? Like I get stuck in the same goddamn quarter note or eighth note chop pattern and I can't escape it unless I use the repeat feature or that's when the filtering maybe comes in or, or that's when, I don't know, like my homeboy Poetics yeah go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Who's telling he's like yo i found a new way of chopping instead of following the drums or hitting on the one two three or four on certain tracks soul funk tracks follow the bass line and make your tr- make your chops there as if that were the one two three or four now the i bass did that is- on the
0: sample flip <laughs> i had yep. to yeah there, there's a couple of tracks in there um that are really dope but if you listen to the vocals the vocals don't follow the same cadence as the drums and they follow the bass line instead, and which is
2: semi syncopated.
0: Yeah, yeah. Can play, play play
2: play that sample again. I want to hear the what you did with the gagoosh on the on the fourth. Oh, this
0: yeah, this is so. This one this one's a little bit more straightforward, but it's quarter note chops. Oh, you did eighth note chops. And then what I, what I also did with that um let me see if I can do this is. So, so I have like that higher part, right? But here's yep. where it gets... Um, hold on. I don't know. Is, is that just going through the mic? I I don't know, but it sounds fire. Here, I'll do it like this. So... Oh, Lord. So, yeah. so you could chop it up in different rhythms and not follow the chop rhythm, right? Yep. But then I flip them backwards, right? So you can do... So these are all backwards over and here, the so, so when bass you're doing there it, too, huh? yeah, so when you're doing it, you could be like, I want the drums to have a, 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 a double clap, like a, clap, clap. so that way you can kind of flip clap, just a few, a few, clap, a few pieces out, and then it, it would be like, uh...
1: yeah, chin. Yeah. Right.
2: He, he put the and new guy with my hats on it. Alright. <laughs> uh, you have to sing on it to meet the SPL.
1: Ken, don't ask Ken to sing. Are you just gonna sing about chicken wings?
2: That's t- was that That's fine. sing? Sing? No, no singing
0: ever. <laughs> you, you just auto tune, bro? No, definitely not. I, I am the biggest anti auto tune guy out there. Like I, so I feel the auto-tune like auto tune bo- was designed it. to destroy black culture. That's my conspiracy theory. Then, you guys want to talk about five G and COVID and all that? I feel like auto tune was designed to destroy musicality and soul.
2: Dude, oh, bro, 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 there you use go. the vocoder. Use the talk box, bro. Use the talk box, Ken. Talk I'm not box. Zap. <laughs> Get some Roger
0: Roger Troutman
2: on that shit. I am not Zap.
0: <laughs> yeah. It it's all to me though, like you know so so hold on, how about this? Let's flip okay. it off for a second and just let me ask yeah. you guys, yeah. What is one of your favorite all time if you had to pick like one beat and say, This is like one of my favorite chop sample Above the beats? Oh, I mean, that's a great
1: Clouds. Good the I'm going to
0: pull up mine, and I'm only going to play a snippet of it, Um, just because it, it's, ah, God, it's...
2: Ah. Dun, 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 so, i got to say... So ghetto. so, ghetto. So, Ghetto.
1: It's one of, I can't remember the name, it's unfortunate. It's, it's actually a Dilla-produced Bilal song, <laughs> because of the story that I heard of how he put it together blew my mind, how he put... Uh, and the baseline, doom, 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 and then it just kind of trails off. He used four different records to compose that baseline, the baseline alone, you know what I mean?
2: Wait, he did what now?
1: He, Dilla used four different records, just the sample base, baseline samples from four different records, little pieces that he pieced together to create this baseline. He
2: comped the baseline
1: yeah basically yeah. from from different pieces and yeah. and it was like a couple notes from this one doom 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 then then i mean that was like a regular bass and then he went and grabbed a jazz upright bass doom, yeah. doom. and so and it's so cohesive but it's like soulful it's, it's crazy and, and i remember him telling a story about how he was kind of going around the room and do exactly which records and which small phrases to grab to make this line. <laughs> and it was like the and, it, and it's a cold track when you hear it
0: yo can I can I play you this real quick play it this is I feel like this this instrumental is criminally slept on and I just like man I tell you what this thing blows my mind I'm gonna play just the instrumental first alright so see if, see if you can pump this up for a minute hold on yes yes yes, yes. 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 Yo, listen to the chops in this thing, man, so, like, so you get the whole, you get the whole playthrough right there and it sounds chill, but man, when he gets into the chops on this, it is pure brilliance. It's hella-technical, huh? I didn't, I I just thought it was a loop, I thought it was a loop. Like this thing, oh my god, this is one of my favorite beats, period. It sound. It sounds like it's all just a straight. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was a loop, bro. I was, that was a loop. That j- shit. <laughs> Yo, this.
2: So, so is High Tech probably one of the more slept-on producers, producers ever?
0: ever? Yeah. I, I, I quite frankly, well, without out, without a he doubt, he's he, man. Oh God, he doesn't get enough respect. I'm sorry. Like he tech. doesn't. He did some shit one
2: time. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: Uh, no, I got
1: a. There was a... Um, I don't know what the occasion was but there was some mixtape release of all high Tech beats and productions and and there was a mixtape and then the you know they had fresh verses from Talib on it and different things. Yo that was one of the illest mixtapes of all time and it opened my eyes to how dope he is even though I was already a fan. Like it made me step back and be like yo he ain't just good, he's like
2: one of the greatest. So he should he got on <laughs> premiere pretty much. He, he could. Yeah, he could. Yeah. yeah, he certainly could. How about how about him versus Pete Rock? Is that is that fair in terms of generation or, or like status? You think High Tech versus Pete Rock? Yo, I think that's wrong.
0: That like I I really hate like like as, as hip hop as it is. I hate like versus stuff. Like it's... just. And as somebody who came up beat battling, I can't ever pick, like, when you're like, yo, who's your favorite MC? I can't do it. I can't I'm do like, it either. I'm but, like, well, but I, I can break down, like, 15 different reasons why Cool G Rap should be the greatest ever. And then yes, I can break down 15 reasons, reasons why Common should be the greatest ever. And but, then I can break down 15 re- Like, so I can j- I just, I Big just. Big Daddy Kane is the best yeah, ever. Who? Big Daddy, Daddy, Daddy Kane. Oh, I'll give it to Cool G over Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Daddy. Daddy.
2: Big Daddy. Big Daddy King. Kane.
0: Dude, Cool G is a monster. And he is. He is,
2: and, kids. and they come from the same. They come from the same school too. But like, dude, Big Big Daddy Kane. Oh,
0: yeah. Honestly, I don't know, man. I've always honestly, been a and school, fan. Like, and,
2: and I told the story
0: before about about what locked me in and made me like absolutely like locked in hip hop fan for life. Was um, I was already like way deep in, into into listening to hip hop back in the day, but this I had to have been like seven or eight. And um, we were trading tapes. And this kid came to me. No, I was probably like eight or nine. But anyway, this kid came to me. And I had a, I think it was like Moni Love or something like that, right? And I was so excited to get this tape. Like, I was so hype about it. And he came up to me with three tapes to trade me. And I was oh. like, I'm going to do it. So I, tr- I made the trade. And then I got home feeling like I had bought magic beans. Like, I was like, man, he, he, he got my tape. And, and that's that, right? But the three tapes was too short. Big Daddy It was too short. Life is too short. Big Daddy Kane. I forget the Big Daddy Kane one. It was the one where he's like in the black trench coat. You know what I'm talking about? Um, and then mm-hmm. the other one was BDP, by Ooh. any means necessary. Ooh. Ooh. My means mind, necessary. bro. Yo, Ooh. that BDP tape
2: Miley changed
0: Ma. my life. Yo. Like, when I heard my philosophy, really? it was over, like it was, I was done. Like, yeah, I remember
1: playing fun. that tape, and my brother was around, and uh, he's he's fourteen years older than me. And I remember playing that tape, and he was around, and he was listening. He turned around, he looked. What the fuck is that? Yeah, he was like, "Yo, whoever that is, he really rapping." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was like it was like insanity for Since that. Fun- when you kind of yeah, think yeah. of that time period, Karis, one was so far ahead, so far ahead. Yeah. So far, and, and it, it's it's almost like criminally slept on. <laughs> that man was rapping 10, 15 years
2: ahead of the curve. Uh, was Rakim not? Rakim wasn't? R- Rakim, Rakim, Rakim was, was.
0: I didn't find out about Rakim until probably like three years later or something like that. Um, but Rakim blew my mind too in a whole other level. Like there, there's, there's Rakim and after. Like you know yeah, what I mean? Like I mean, period. Like for MCs, <laughs> yeah. there's Rakim and After, and and also Ultra Magnetic was like. I was gonna say CC Funk is on is on point with the Ultra Magnetic comments. So 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 Ultra Magnetic to me was, um, that was the difference for me because I grew up in like kind of a punk rock household. So like, um, I grew up super anti-radio like anything that's on the radio mtv whatever it is like if it's popular chances are i didn't grow up liking it like i didn't become okay with the masses liking anything until i was later i was that dude (laughs) yeah i I feel you me too um so yo to me ultra magnetic and cool keith in particular is the birth of underground hip-hop period like if you go back and listen to you know the rhymes are pathetic. They think they copostatic use of nursery terms at least. You you know what I mean? Like when, when he was going at Run DMC on that, like it uh. was literally the birth of the underground right there. Like, That's tight.
1: Yo, I want to interrupt just to say this comment that I got up here is just because I wanted people to know what the name of the song is I was talking about by, by Dilla. Yeah, 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 produced, yeah, This is it. That song. Oh, okay. You get a chance to check out uh, "Reminisce." Is Balow featuring Most in Common. Listen to that line. There's no way if you don't know the story behind it that you would ever guess the story behind it.
2: Do you think is that a nod to uh, to Troy? You think to Troy? Yeah, reminisce like they reminisce over here. You think that's a nod? Oh,
1: to yeah. No, I don't think so. It was. It was a. The song is really about them talking about lost loves, ex loves, relationships. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean? You know kind of one of those things uh
0: but but, yeah the what i what i was getting at though with that is that so so for me like on like the underground it was started with ultra magnetic and then when he dropped like i i started getting into like de la soul and um you know stetsasonic before that but like de la soul anything prince paul is is prince paul like anything prince paul is golden to me and when i first heard dr octagon Yo. It flowers. was mind altering. I yep. man, listen, here here's here's the Automator, thing, here's, bro. Here's yeah, well, here's the thing. It, it it was it was a problem because I had been given uh octagon, I had started working at this record store and I was like the hip hop guy for the record store. And um I had I had dropped a five strip <laughs> and I put octagon on and walked about five miles from my house to the oh, job. Boy. And that album just, like, altered my whole brain state for the rest of my life. Yeah. Thank yeah. And years later, I was fortunate enough to get to meet um, Automator. And, and I've met Cool Keith a few times, too. And, and Kubert, actually. Uh, but, like, I met uh, Automator. <laughs> One of the Automator. best scratches ever. I met Automator at a show, at a Deltron show. And um, I just kind of went, I just wanted to go up to him and thank him. You know, that kind of vibe. Yeah. Like, I really do not get fan... You know, awestruck over yeah. over yeah. very many people at all. And I've I've met a lot of really amazing people, but Automator, Cool Keith, like those those are guys that fundamentally changed my thinking as a youth. So Straight Straight when I up. met him and I and I was giving him that, he was like, "Oh, flux. Oh yeah, I got your sound packs!" Like, wow. and I, I just like melted. <laughs> I was like, oh.
2: "Dude, I saw I saw Automator and Mike Patton from Faith No More, who were two of my childhood heroes, in a bar." In San Francisco in the Mission and I went up to both of them at the bar and I said, gentlemen, I'm, I'm sorry to bother you. I know you're probably just trying to chill, but both of you changed my life for the better musically and, and like Faith No More, like Angel Dust, that album yeah. on yeah. constant repeat and then automator shit. Handsome boy modeling school changed my life. Handsome boy modeling school. is So good. That man. Taught me like about there's Gal- a lot Gal- of that Derman. work,
0: but, but the point about those guys, the reason why I bring those guys up is because they were doing hip hop. That wasn't scared to be themselves. That's right. And that, and, right. And, and it was the same with day right? Because it was like, for me, the the thing about edu- about um, That's right, uh too, yeah. my philosophy that really got me excited was you listen to the beginning of it like and he's he's talking he's like so you're a philosopher I think very deeply and yeah. like that kind of stuff always spoke to me because I was always nerdy little kid you know so like it was all the cerebral stuff that always connected with me so then when I saw people who were Willing to do hip-hop in a creative way that weren't scared to break away from the norm. Because during these periods, a lot of it was like, you were starting to see that biting was less a bad thing and more the accepted norm, right? And you were starting to see like, you know, Yo MTV Raps was kind of like falling away. And now it was becoming like, okay, everybody wants wants to regurgitate what's making them big, right? And that stuff really just... Affected me like it got me really upset because it was the exact opposite of what I loved about hip hop. So then when I would see like these really off the wall characters like doing doing comedy sketches in in their in yeah. their verses mm-hmm. and whatnot, like you know with De La's, uh sketches, I think they were the first people to really do sketches. I though.
1: think so. If not, they definitely popularized them. But I didn't. I don't recall hearing a lot of that. You know, De La
0: Soul is dead, or, or the or the first joint?
1: The first joint, yeah. Two. Yeah.
0: they, they well, yeah, baseball, so, like, that stuff to me yeah. was like that was. The holy shit! The, like these guys are are being creative and they're not a, they're not scared to be creative and that's what spoke to me the most. Like grabbing that kind of stuff. That's what's
2: up. Yeah, yeah. 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 Hey, yeah. can I give a shout to a producer that most people never heard of? That to me is like a post Prince Paul, like brilliant use of samples and shit that most people <laughs> who's that? Up. Um, a guy uh, named I mean, Verse Murphy, Murphy from Sacred Hoop he's from arizona originally but bay area group and they had dj quest uh doing cuts on their shit they had you know like some of the best turntablists in the world but the beats were crazy like i heard that shit and i was like what the fuck did he sample for this and like you know it's just like with, like samples you would it kind of on the prince paul tip that you wouldn't like it's it's not like just the hard shit although they had yeah. the hard shit and I, yeah. I heard the intro track on you everyone's got to check this out it's called retired the retired ep by sacred hoop It's, I think it was made on an ASR and he, and it starts with this fucking, um, this conga loop or something like that. And then you hear these ambient jungle noises laid over it and then this deep droning bass. And then he fucking pitches down, uh, the beginning of Run Around Sue, right? Here's my story. It's sad, but true. And you have like three or four layers going on. Mm -hmm. To me, that changed everything. And then he would also do these fucking change ups. He'd be a multi part beat. So it'd be like, three or four change-ups in a hip-hop track yeah and that shit was ill like like not my house which was on the q's the Hip-Hop, hip-hop shop volume two All featuring Z-Man. z-man it goes into an entire different like change up and the scenario changes it's like it's like a movie cutting to another scene to me i was like oh you can do that you can have change-ups and it can still work and you can make your beats even more dynamic and, and have it be multi-part and complex and then that mm-hmm. and then I, and then I, and obviously, you know, Premiere was sampling ambient noises. So that influenced him. But then I thought, oh, you can sample like a golf ball, you know, like, yeah, spinning around in a hole and and use that. And that's a very Premier thing to do, like every, you know, on, on the third bar of a four bar loop or on a, the, you know, well, just, yeah. just so you know,
0: like, I remember the whole the whole water droplets thing. That was like the biggest fake rumor, <laughs> like like it wasn't true.
1: I don't never heard what it really was anyway. It, it's, from, kinda, it's from a
0: record. Uh, if yeah. I, I can't remember the name of the record, but it, it wasn't true. Like people were um, thought that it was it was actual uh, water droplets or whatever. But it's it's from a record. I forget the name of it. Or uh, insane it
2: was, in the membrane with the
0: horse going. Brr. Yo, seriously, Muggs is Muggs is hell a god. Him. Like he that is. dude is a hell god, and, and he's so forward thinking. Like. He's another one that, like, uh, that, was that I was on. fortunate enough to meet and, like, just, like, yeah. Like, usually I geek out more on the people who create the gear that we all use than, than the actual people who make it. Because a lot of the people who make it, I'm just like, I can do what you do. Hmm. <laughs> but, but it's, like, the geniuses who, who are, like, coding up sequencers. I'm like, yeah, I can't do what you can do. <laughs> like, you know, but you get somebody like Muggs. That Put the guy. fucking
2: horse on that shit that
0: that gives it that's like <laughs> that's like jump around is, is it the bagpipe noise or whatever that yeah really like, yeah yo let me let me just drop this real quick i just yeah. want to i just want to give a for instance uh because we were talking about the micro chopping yeah, this yeah. is what i was talking about so like this stuff right here this, is this was done on a 2000 xl Now if you get into the here. I had it queued up, but I didn't realize it was still playing, so Well
2: so, the patient happened? on
0: that's crazy. Yeah, and that's done on a two thousand XL and that was done back in two thousand three. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you hear
2: Like that does not totally.
0: sound like 2000 Excel programming. Nah, you no, know? it doesn't.
1: Yo, So we've been with just about over our close to hour 20. So before we go, I want to just. Say this today at uh, 4 p.m. Pacific, this thing is going to be premiering on the B-Boy Tech Report channel. Um, uh, last year, 2019, at the SynthPlex in Burbank, California, a few of us got together um, and we did this whole talk about ModBAP and the discussion of ModBAP and, you know, kind of our philosophies and, and how we do it, the influences and uh, just the crew and then the movement. So uh, this is like a 45-minute, 50-minute conversation. On the panel was myself, Aaron from AfroRack, and Shiro voltage controller. And we're talking about incorporating modular synthesis into hip hop and the whole sort of movement that is uh, mod battle. So we uh, be premiering uh, today at four o'clock on the YouTube channel, B-Boy Tech Record YouTube channel. So check us out there and I'll be in the comments. Sick word.
2: Y'all should jump on and people should jump on the, the global B-Cypher feed tonight. That's just going to be yes. stupid. What Yo, So
0: talking? hold on. Can you clarify real quick? So yeah. can anybody join in or like what's anybody
2: can join in? But like, look, we uh, we hit five hours with the sample flips last week. But yeah, look, five hours. Five hours in like 40 <laughs> minutes, bro. We could Because look, we played that. We played six game. hours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Look. I don't, I don't give a fuck. As long as, as long as. as, long as that's as do, not a. That's he's not like, a, look,
0: we're still going from last week. Yeah. <laughs>
2: and the and the beat tape, man. When I get stolen drums beats for the the beat tape from last week, it, I mean it's already fire. But I can't wait to get those because that shit kind of fucked my head up. And, but um, yeah. So so yes, hit a, hit us up. But you got to flip the samples. You got to get in the sound check. We're doing sound check, initial sound check, West Coast at. 4.30, and then Mike Molder from Creative Minds, who's helping to stream it and do all that. I have to jump off because I'm doing a 20-minute set on Kaizen Club now. Shout out them and check out their YouTube, the dope beat-making platform. They've been on the show for the past couple weeks. Dope. Uh, at Kaizen Club now on Instagram. Um, and then I'm doing a quick set, and then I'm coming back. Oh, you got the stickers. You got yeah, the stickers. Yeah,
0: man. I got, th- I got them stickers, man. They, th-
2: that's, there's only 60 of those in the world. Like, those. that's, that's, that's it. Yeah, so,
0: um, I think um, I have not added a sticker to my 2000XL since like probably 07. And I think one of these is definitely going on that. So it's, that's, it's gonna be that's meta. a
2: special place. It's going to be meta. Yeah, if people want to cop those limited edition stickers, go to todayisfuturesound.bigcartel.com. And it supports our nonprofit. We teach kids beat making as a mental health and educational intervention. We're doing it in juvenile hall. We're doing it in community settings. We're doing it with uh, with refugees, like kids kids who have been, you know, forced out of the, you know, their place of residence and where they live uh, around the globe, and here in Oakland, California, in the Bay Area. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the therapeutic beat making article that we um, put out in the academic journal two weeks ago. Shout out to Dr. Raphael Travis, Healing Power of Hip Hop. He's going to be on the show next week. We got Laura Escada; she's going to be on the show next week. Um, but and uh, Boom Baptist, he's going to be on the show on the 25th. He just dropping his uh, his project, the whole like NBA Jam tribute. But it's going to be 7 p.m. PST, 10 p.m. EST. We're going to be watching the end of Rizzo versus Premier and doing a Mystery Science Theater 3000 on it and just talking hella shit on it with hella producers. And then we're going to transition into the Beat Cypher and everyone's going to play their flips. We're going to feature Beat People. All you guys doing your thing is going to be crazy. I can't wait to see DSTL play all his crazy flips. He made an EP out of all the fucking samples. I know, I, and cannot that Kagoo sample that you're chopping up is that's my shit. That's yeah, my like
0: shit. again, I'm doing my sample flips with the force which I've had for less than a week now, and I've really only had about four days on. So I'm like, I'm using this opportunity to learn the shit out of the force so it's going to be like literally what you hear is going to be my very first ever beats done on the force can i I play you
2: can i play you guys real quick just this is this is very left field for me this is the the flip that i was working on till hella late last night where stolen drums filtering and talking to the homies really influenced me i don't know if can you hear this oh yeah here we go
1: He was a quiet man, an artist, a craftsman. Yeah. Very conscious of his surroundings. The landscape artist was at that time. He taught me to observe nature.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Nothing about it, just the hedges, the trees, the
1: grass. To look at the sky. You'd also very conscious of good work. Yeah. I
2: remember him words you saw in the Keep your eye on what you do. With When you a piece of wood, watch, listen to it to listen. Watch the happenings and the For so these two lessons, are 100% of your attention,
1: Hey, yo, the snare on that, is it a double snare or is it just that I the did snare put one? a double
2: snare. Okay, yeah. yeah. And that's the first sample that everyone flipped. So I figured I had to do it very differently.
1: Word.
2: Shout out Beat Butcher, the drums, all Beat Butcher. Word. Dope. And that's way sloppier drums than I usually do. That's like way more sloppy.
1: Yeah, I love I love the groove on that, man.
2: And, but then it changes. Does it make sense? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm way big into like massive change ups <laughs> It's all about change ups. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because sometimes when that when that when it turns around it just makes the ugly face even uglier. I, I
0: like kind of hitting people with something that they don't expect, but not jarring them so much that they, they don't keep the bop. You know what I mean? You got to keep that bop. But you got to make them be like, oh, I wasn't expecting this. Yeah. yeah. And I got the hey, I got the SP-1200
2: little Ableton emulator plug-in and just fucked with, like, the ring modulation and all that shit.
1: Yeah. So hey, which, thank you for letting
0: um, me. Which Gargarten. which, I'll just which put drum group was it that you did the um that, that you did the patterns in? Was that the first? The was first that? one.
2: The drum yeah. it was The first one. But check it out. Here's this is the first one too. This is the end, right? This is all the first one. It's all the first sample, which is it's a high res, you know, sample. And I figured I had to like, even though I was doing my played out little sample chop pattern that I always do, I figured if I could filter it and try to try to think about like what i don't know what the fuck drums did because this shit's crazy but I, I talked about it with the homies and you put you know some filter on it and then you put like some some delay and reverb and have all those you know ambient noises or the sound floating around and then try to make the drums real kind of sloppy and yeah dilla whatever-esque so yeah and then put and then i added all the um i was using uh trillion for the for that crazy base for the -hmm. the arp odyssey or the arp 2600 or whatever it is um and then i also was using uh keyscape for the keys it was like tiny keyboard you know and, and i just i Everything's hella wet. I put hella reverb and delay on everything, and the sample chops to make it ring out, even when you cut down the filter cutoff to still have it floating around and have the. Uh, oh the yeah,
1: that's out. what I like to do. That's like for, to me. That feels like when I first started using, like that idea of that is when I first started using my MPC 2000 XL. Like you chop the samples and they are blunt, but then to add a little reverb or a little delay so that they just kind of ring out a little bit. It, 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 that's that. That's that. Hot right there, man.
2: Yeah. So that's. That's my flip, but as soon as I woke up and I saw Daniel just going to work on the samples and make I was like, oh, oh, okay. I thought I thought I flipped it all right. And then no. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, shout outs, shout outs to Daniel for doing that and for you guys doing it. I'm excited to hear your flips. I'm excited to put that on the B tape for folks. People should tune in on the Today's Future Sound Facebook. It's me streaming live on Facebook. You can comment on there on YouTube.com slash today's future sound. And we're feeding it to our Instagram channel too at today's future sound all you guys are gonna be on it i'm really i'm really hyped now that i saw daniel doing that and then i i got the little screen capture on his beat making process this morning with my iphone so i'm gonna post that on the igtv so people can see that magic unfolding it was crazy
1: yeah that's what's up let's go yeah, that's dope.
2: yeah it's well yeah. Dope.
1: cool man well, i'm looking forward to it um yeah i'll see y'all guys again later on this evening and yeah. um <clears throat> all y'all people out there just watching be sure to tune back into the B Boy tech report channel to check out the uh mod map discussion panel premiere 4 p.m. Uh, right? Uh, yeah PSD? 4 p.m
2: hey can yeah. we, and we gotta can we gotta sound check you so at, at like uh 7 30 your time try you know somewhere in between there and you know try to jump in and so we can get the the direct because that's why zoom is ill because you can do the direct audio from your computer we did that with you last night it. Yep. Was, yeah.
1: Yep. Exactly. Well, cool, man. I'm just gonna play this out, and we out of here.
0: Shout out to arresting officer. Yeah. <laughs> New York. Oakland.
2: Delaware. Stand up. Delaware
0: 305. 302! 302! <laughs> oh, okay. 305! That's, That's probably Mexico. 302 is the off brand Delaware. Oh. That's Rhode Island? Yo, maybe, maybe. Shout out to Akai, who's based in Rhode Island. Yeah. Or. Alright, peace y'all. Peace.
1: Thank <laughs> you.